It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Breaking news on the program. Breaking news on the program. We've got all kinds of football on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Thursday edition. We're going to get to all of the Brown stuff, I promise. But first, I think we've got to get this Cavs news out there because I think this is is a good story. Yeah, they're building, uh, they have plans to build a new practice facility in the flats. This has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, the news was released today, but they've been going back and forth. I mean, I saw renderings on this six months ago, seven months ago, on what was going, you know, just kicking around ideas and, and sketches of what it could be. They've, Dan's wanted to bring the Cavs back downtown for 10 years, yeah. this facility. They built the original one because it was close to LeBron's house. Was it a land issue? Uh, no, it was, uh, it's between downtown and where LeBron lives. So this is where we're going to put it. We're going to put it in Independence because no, no, no. it's 20 I mean, minutes from... I mean, the, the move to downtown. Oh, the move to downtown? Years. Was it simply a case that they couldn't find the, the right piece no, of No, because it's going to go on land he already owns. Oh, it's, wow. Okay. It's my understanding this is it's in the flats, and this is where uh, Phase 2 of the casino is supposed to be when there was a Phase 2. Remember, the, right. the casino that we have now is only supposed to be the start, and there was supposed to be this more exotic piece that never came. Yeah. Right. So this is the land that he already owns. What's the benefit? Is there any benefit to the fans and to the city? There is. It sounds like there's going to be some public use space for okay. this. I, the, the rendering I saw had a rooftop court on, on the place. Oh, cool. Now, whether or not that makes it to the final product, we'll see. Cleveland Clinic Courts, as it exists uh, in downtown right now, is fi- or, I'm sorry, in Independence, the current practice the facility yeah. is about 50,000 square feet. What becomes of that? Any idea? Knock it down, proud. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. But this new one is going to be, as of now, three times the size. It's going to be 160,000 square feet. Now that could change. Construction costs right now are nuts. Yeah. And the the Guardians went through that with Progressive Field. We saw the renderings of what they were going to do, and they were talking about flipping the clubhouses and putting the the Guardians on the first base side right. because there was more room back there. All of that went away when they saw the price tags. Oh, like, I see. What the final product is going to be a progressive field compared to what they wanted to do is night and day. And there's not going to be any public money that I'm aware of going to this project. This is all nor funded by... Nor should there be. No, nor should there be. This is all funded by Dan Gilbert and the Cleveland Clinic, and, and maybe they have some other funding. You know. Right. But as of now, those are the two that I know of. Okay. Uh, so they need the space because once they move the charge out of Canton... All of the charge people are now in independence, and they are busting at the seams. This is an organization that went from firing everyone every two years to now knowing it gets fired. And do they have some of their crew operation in Cleveland, too? They The charge sort of split between the the facility in independence and the Wolstein Center. Okay. So they'll have dedicated space in, in this new place downtown. There will be a clinic side to this that will be for public use. The, pub, the clinic will have... 
some sort of medical offices now downtown right. or in the in the flats. Right. When so this there thing are some on. benefits for the people. There are some, and there is going to be yeah. a public component to all of this. Right. I wonder if they're going to pay any taxes. Well, he already owns the property. He owns yeah. it's what's it's, on the property. Just nothing. I don't think anything, but I don't. I'm not positive on yeah. that. Okay. But it's the land where the. It's my understanding. It's the land where Phase Two of the casino was supposed okay. to be. And Very good. Was, by the way, real quick, you referenced the Guardians. There, they uh, will officially probably be eliminated today. Yeah, the magic any, number for the uh, is one. To play taps for them. I I left my bugle at home, mm. and their season. You were ended. here yesterday when we did the announcement that the Guardians are going to lower ticket prices in the upper level. Yeah, All tickets eleven bucks for the entire final series. Oh, it's just the upper level. Yeah, it is. I thought it was the we, whole stadium. Well, that's what we were told yesterday when we reported the news. Yeah, it's actually just the oh, upper that's level. That's lame. They I should. don't know. I don't know who reported. Uh, someone in the behind the glass told us that, and that's what we reported. Oh, eleven dollars for upper deck. When a team with a team that's out of it is not that great it's a upper, bargain. And it's all reserved upper deck too. So there's some good seats up there. Yeah. They just want to fill the I paid one dollar ticket. But I paid six hundred dollars for opening day tickets in the upper deck this oh, year. Gosh. So I'd gladly take them for it was the front row though. It was so for is that four it? of them. I mean for Terry, I know there hasn't been the yeah. official announcement, but yeah. yeah. That's it's all we said yesterday. Yeah, we said it's all but official. I think <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me if he got back into baseball. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But I think he needs a year off to sort of... Completely recoup. Yeah. And, I, and What about the chances of him becoming a general manager? Somewhere? I don't I don't, I don't see, see it that. as a general manager. I could see him as a front office consultant somewhere. Yeah. Just the grind of being the manager and on the field every day and everything else and the travel and all that, it takes a toll on these guys, man. And, sure. and all, of his, all the health problems that he's had. So I could see him doing something... With, he, he's well, not going to know. He goes it. back into TV. And yeah. Technically, he's still in baseball. I mean, I, I could see him going to MLB Network, back to ESPN, ESPN. maybe to Fox. Yeah, he's not going to know what to do with himself. He's been in baseball his entire life. Yeah. He's and, and the way it's. He gets to the stadium at like noon, walks around in his underwear and his slides, and reads the paper and like just has. It's a like day. it's his house. Right? Yeah, it's it's like that's what he does. So yeah. I, he he's not going to know what to do without. You baseball. know, I'd love to see him on uh, Major League Baseball postseason telecast this year. I could I think, see that. I think and in game, good, yeah. yeah, I would love to see him in the booth for Fox during the World Series. I think he would add a lot to the broadcast. He was great at ESPN. I really enjoyed working with him there. And you, it's a great point. I don't know if he'd be in the booth, but I could totally see him on the panel. Yes, so yeah. for, for sure, sure on the panel. Yeah, I doubt. I don't know that they would expand the booth. Right. But if you're going to, I think he's the guy you're going to do that for. Well, he'd be great. Uh, the panel already so, has one of his players, David Ortiz. Yes, they do. Of course, yeah. and A Rod. Yeah. So that's out of the way. Let's tell you what's coming up on the show. True or false? We wanted to do it yesterday. We didn't get to it. We have a Titans beat writer coming up later in the program. Teresa Walker. She's a tremendous. Writer, she's a well-decorated, long-time beat writer of the Titans. We had her on last year. She was very good. No fence riders. That's going to be a fun segment. Uh, Jason's breaking up with a player that he's had a long-standing love affair with. I wouldn't go that. Is that far. appropriately stated? No. <laughs> I defended him. Supporting this guy for a long time. I defended him one time. It turned into more than it that. Will never be let go. And now I'm slowly like, backing away. It was it's a one-night like, stand that turned it's into just a like Earl with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like yeah, it's like a one-night stand, yeah. and then it snowed a lot, and then we got stuck <laughs> in the house together. And we spent then two you weeks out the backfire play. We spent ah, two weeks ordering state. Uber Eats and realized this isn't going to yeah. work. So I'm putting the pin back in the grenade and That's slowly backing out of the house. Also, there's um, a lot of COVID couples that ended up there. That's true. We're right. already hooked up in COVID. I can't hook up with anybody else. I might as well stay with you. Yeah, I'm stuck with you until this <laughs> thing's over. Um, also, uh, if you thought that Deshaun Watson was getting a lot of fire, and and 
I, if you follow these things closely, there was a lot of talk yesterday that perhaps there was a burner account that Deshaun Watson started uh, because the the account came to life shortly after the Steelers game ended, and this and this account was just firing down up all of the big name detractors, or at least many of them. He was responding to them. No proof to me or Jason and Bull. We talked about this that this is actually his burner account. Yeah, it might be associated to someone that's close to Deshaun Watson, but there, we don't have any proof of that. Anyhow. Although he went on a blocking spree on Twitter. I'm, a li- I'm insulted that I was not blocked, but Jason wasn't blocked. You're not hard on Deshaun. If I, you're not, I, a, a, I wouldn't call you a critic of Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't. I think he's, I think both of us have been hard on him within reason. Yeah, yeah, fair. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what, players don't usually care about fair. They only, no, they want their asses. No, he's going after the guys, and I, that I know of, I don't, I, maybe you have done this. Yeah. I think he's going after the guys uh, and 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 women that were specifically really hard on him after the game. Whoever the burner account belongs to, yeah. If it is a burner account, yeah. Whoever it is, if it if it proves to be related to him in any way, it's going to be really bad for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, it's a because bad he this this account is calling out his teammates yeah. in a really big I, way. I, I can't believe that it's... I can't even, I don't. I, don't I, I need to believe, yeah. Yeah. because I'm a Browns fan, I need to believe that this is just some random Yahoo there's, there's, who wanted to stir There's no reason to believe Deshaun Watson would be ripping his teammates anonymously. No, I, I said I this about Baker, and I yeah. say this about Deshaun, and I do believe this about Deshaun. Yeah. If you're a quarterback in the NFL, and you have rabbit ears and thin skin, that is a terrible combination. Absolutely. And he does have both. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield has both. Yes. And the, the the blocking thing is silly. It's just silly because he they, they blocked all the writers when he first got here. They, was, they blocked most of the writers. Didn't make sense. No one had taken shots at him. Yeah, it. and I'm still not blocked. I don't know why, but I'm I might be the only writer that's not blocked. I, I don't know. I'm glad. But, you're but, there. but I mean, whatever. It, but let's th- see if you're blocked by the end of the show. But Twitter also has a mute button, Deshaun. Just no, mute it. I've got just a better mute idea. It. I've got a better idea. You are a professional quarterback making two hundred and thirty million dollars over the next four years. And that includes what he's already collected. Get off social media. I totally agree with that. Get rid of every account you have. Get off Twitter. Get off Instagram. You don't need it. You've got $230 million. He doesn't million. tweet. It might not even be him. He doesn't no, tweet. No, I'm talking about the accounts that we know are his. Why is he no, on no, there? No, 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 no. But I'm saying his Twitter, I don't think he tweets much. He might have a. He might have somebody. His Instagram is pretty. Is, you can oh, I don't know about Instagram. You can usually tell which ones are from the players and which ones are from, from their people. the handlers. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. It's I, pretty obvious. Yeah, it's obvious. He's involved. He's looking at his mentions. He's reading that nonsense. Yeah. Deshaun, it means zero. Yeah. You know, There's only one thing that matters. What do you do on the football field? I've said for years, Jay, if I was a pro athlete, I would not have anything to do. If you, let yep, your marketing team ha, let your marketing team handle your account for business purposes, whatever else. There I, is. Z- I'm not on Twitter now. Neither are you. You're I'm hardly on, but I never tweet. Well, that's same. Like yeah. I have an account, obviously, and I put well, something out I this morning. I disagree with that. I understand where you're coming from. I disagree with that. And people have told me you guys have both said, ah, "Don't look at your mentions. Don't do this." No. But I don't. I have to do that because. I have a lot of fans that ask me questions and say nice things. I want to but respond to those people. Everyone does. But here's the thing. I know you want to respond to people, yeah. and that's admirable. It is. I used to be in that world, by the way. But at some point, what you yeah. realize is, and particularly if you're a quarterback, not for media, it doesn't matter for yeah. us. If I, I want to hear from the quarterback that steps forward and says, social media has made me a better player. <laughs> right. Well, When has that ever happened? And, and so with that in mind, just go Dark. Just don't say. Maybe don't even make an announcement. No, of course not. Don't even delete your accounts. 
Just leave them be. Yes. Don't put anything out there. One thing should matter to Deshaun Watson right now because it's the only thing that will determine his ultimate reputation in the game. The Titans defensive scheme. What do you do on the football yeah, field? That's yes. true, but yes. he likes, listen, people like to communicate with their fans directly. It's a different time. I know, but Bull, I know this affects you because we've talked about this. Yeah. Now, some people are super weird like Skip Bayless who used to tell me you would never want to read my mentions and then he let me read them for a yeah. minute and I go, Skip, how are you doing that? I mean, the most vile, horrible but, things ever. It has to have an impact I, on you. I hear you, but 99% of the negative tweets to me have no impact on me. It's Yeah, 1% Okay, so if it's 1% me, that get through, it's that right. affect your it, psyche, it, to me, it's not that's worth, affecting him on the field. I, I hear you. It, it, could. it could. I just, I just don't uh, he think doesn't, that it's going to make him better. But he doesn't have to look at his mentions. Every question that he asks himself from now moving forward is what I'm about to do. Yeah. Whether it's to leave the facility at 515 or whether it's to stop and have a meal in a public restaurant, or whether it's to look at his Instagram mentions and and clap back. Yeah. Everything he does from today forward needs to, he has to ask one question before he does it. Is this going to make me a better football player? Yeah. And if the answer is no, you. you're getting paid two hundred thirty million dollars, and with that comes the bullseye and the target. And he's clearly wearing it right now. Yeah. You're not going to get better by looking at your mentions. You're just not. No, that's fine. I, I don't think he's. Doing that to, to look, I, I think it's a way to communicate with his fans. Okay. But right. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it, it, there is there is I really mean, no benefit. I always hear people say, well, I'm trying to build a brand. Yeah. Build a brand for what? You've no. got $230 million no, when you no, walk no, away no. from this game. You don't need a brand. I, he has, Buy a place in Idaho and enjoy the rest of your life. Has he fought with people on social media? I don't know that he's well, done that. I, in my in my estimation, Players who have done that, that's someone, a mistake, yeah. When you block someone, it, it's obviously a response. Yeah. And I... I just think that he's above that. I just think he should be above that. Yeah. So I've never blocked anyone on Twitter. Not I know you said that. Not one. Yeah. If I happen to see a mention that, that's personal, it's they're gone. They're gone. I, I would say this: if you're in a toxic relationship of any kind, yeah. whether it's work, personal, friendship, get the hell out. Life's too yeah. short. But mute and is that's better. That's a relationship. If you're tweeting back and forth, Uh-oh. and the second it turns toxic. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. But uh, mute's generally better because they don't know you've been. Oh, I'll mute. I'll mute the yeah. shit out of people, but yeah, I right. don't block them. I <laughs> had not blocked anybody. I had not blocked anybody in in years until this week when people were tweeting at me saying it was my fault that Nick Chubb got hurt. Yeah. And those people I blocked. It was yeah. the first time I'd blocked anybody in a long time. Okay. Uh, our first hello to Mikey McNuggets behind the glass. Hi, Mike. What's up, guys? That was a uh, fascinating conversation, and we're going to get to it later. It happened there, and that's perfect. But before we move into Kareem Hunt and his introductory press conference with the Cleveland Browns, I want to remind everybody that you should feel empowered to care for yourselves and your loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides... Five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind. So you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it's simple. They handle everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 if you use the promo code Locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Promo code locked on. Hey, Mikey, show everyone your shirt. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Nope. Come on. Me and Jason are wearing the exact same shirts. Show me shirt. Is that why he's got the sweatshirt? Yeah, we're wearing the exact same shirts. That was unplanned. (laughs) uh, You you wear the same shirt? You know what's funny about that? Monday... Russ Mitchell, who anchors the 6 and 11 o'clock shows for yeah. WKYC, had the identical sports coat on that I was wearing. No way. Identical. And it wasn't like a common sports coat. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, you know, there was, was a little flair to it. It was one of these hoity-toity, yes. multi-thousand dollar sports <laughs> coats. <laughs> so speaking of rich contracts and rich things, Kareem Hunt could earn up to $4 million yeah. if he hits the incentives in his contract with the Cleveland Browns. He had his introductory press conference yesterday. So, guys, my question to you is, and we touched on it a tad bit, what can we realistically expect from Hunt? By the way, we went in on this yesterday, yeah. so I think Jay should start. By the way, have we seen the breakdown of how he gets to those incentives? Has anybody seen that? I, have not, I haven't. I have seen not it. yet. No, I don't no. think it's been reported. Okay, yet. Jason, if it has, well, I missed as, it. As Jay said, you you didn't get to chime in yesterday, so I'm, this doesn't really move the needle for me. I, you know, he's a backup. I, he cannot possibly be in shape. He's not in football shape. Like well, been, I was told that he's been working out. I'm sure he has, but okay. there's a difference well, in working out. Well, you can't be in football shape. No, That's exactly it, football. unless you're playing football. So you're right about that. So there's, he has no chance that he's actually in football shape. I would be surprised. I know Kevin said he could get some carries Sunday. I think we have a fence rider question coming up. I'd be surprised if he has any sort of real role in this game just because. You don't think he's going to play at all? Well, it's a short week to start yeah. with. He just got in the building on Wednesday. Yeah, but for him, it's a long week. Well, <laughs> but but I just, for the team, it's a short week. He yeah. didn't get in the building until Wednesday. I I mean, if he plays, I think it's very, 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 very little. it's not like a typical midweek pickup. He knows the system. And I think that's why it's him. Like, yeah. it's running back, too. I'd rather him – I think Cam Akers is better. I'd rather them see go really? get – Oh, yeah. He already got yeah. traded. Well, that's – but not, yeah. not until after they signed Kareem. Yeah. The trade Akers went down after, after they signed Kareem. Yeah, but – with, with uh, obviously Kareem Hunt's had his off the field issues, sure, but we Browns already know his deal. Like, there's a reason can't, the the return in the trade is the lowest possible return you could have gotten in a trade. But Cam Akers is an active NFL player who is in shape and ready at least to go. ready to go now. Plug yeah. and play. But as they but say. The, but the benefit to Kareem is he knows the system. Yeah, so that's probably and he's not a cancer in the locker room, right? I ultimately yeah, there's a lot of baggage swirling yeah. around acres if you listen to the report I don't know how big of a role he's actually going to play I guess we'll wait and see I don't think I mean a it'll lot of, increase as the weeks go along you of would course think. but I just don't think there's a lot of tread left on those tires it's Jerome Ford right uh, for I mean, sure it's his yeah this is Jerome Ford load. yeah okay yeah. If Jerome Ford plays really well then he'll continue to be the lead guy but right. if he you know if the running game is not looking great well, then I think at some point we're going to see a split between the two. I, well, I, I, listen, I, I was as critical of, of Kareem Hunt as anyone last year, but he's not a zero. Well, you bring up an interesting point on Jerome, and I think he has until the bye week to prove if he's the guy. And yeah. if he's not, you have to go get Jonathan Taylor. I absolutely wow. believe you have Wait to go make that move. You have to make that move. We would just I, I initially reacted to the injury and said, go get Jonathan Taylor. And then I calmed down and I said, well, this is crazy. Well, you here's the thing. No, why not? Because ultimately, you have to give up a ton to get him. You have to pay him a ton of money. Yep. And if Deshaun Watson doesn't play better, they're not winning anyway. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. You can have, he make Jonathan? Can he make Deshaun Watson play? Better? It's not I mean, even if that. Nick Chubb couldn't. It's, then why? Not, it's listen. You have fifty-two guys in that locker room right now that are looking at you, saying, "What are you going to do? 
You yeah. gave up on us last year and you punted the season. It's just like the Guardians. When the year. suspension went, it's, that's it. When the suspension went to 11 games and they rode with Jacoby Brissett, yeah. everybody in that locker room, for as much as they love Jacoby, everyone knew they were punting on the but season. This is different, Jason. It's, it's but, running back. But it's not. There's an all-pro running back available in trade right now to go get. And, if, and maybe Jerome Ford does it. Maybe he handles the job. Nick Chubb needed an opportunity. We didn't know Nick Chubb was Nick Chubb until he got an opportunity, and then he became Nick Chubb. Yeah. Maybe Jerome Ford, this is his opportunity. He had a couple great runs Monday night. Maybe this is it. He takes the opportunity runs with it. I'm just saying, if he doesn't, and you have an all-pro, it'd be different if Jonathan Taylor wasn't available. You have an all-pro running back available. Yeah. Now, you do have to pay him. And, but I'm, my point is, you have 52 veterans in that locker room yeah. saying, what are you going to do to fix and this? Bull, I, I, I to, just to don't double, buy that. To double down on what Jason's yeah. saying, when, when it was the, the move to get the quarterback to Sean Watson, you were all in. Because the quarterback makes you a winner. Right, back I know. Them. However, if you're one-dimensional... You'll never know what Deshaun Watson's going to be. You need a run game. So I work with all this is assuming that Ford isn't the guy. That's so, exactly right. So this is my I'll point. I'll tell you this. At I, what point do you stop going all in? Uh, again, the great quarterbacks, it's irrelevant if they're one-dimensional or not. Patrick Mahomes' teams have been completely <laughs> one-dimensional almost the entire time he's been there, except for when he was with Kareem Hunt that first year. So, like, if that's what – you gave up all this capital and money because Deshaun Watson's supposed to be a quarterback that is above yes. all these okay, other things. But, listen, he hasn't been. If he's not, they can't win. In the locker room after the game, I was talking to a veteran who yeah. said, we're going to find out how much they value the running back position. They are watching. They are watching well, to see. They are watching to see how the Browns handle this. Right. Now, maybe Jerome Ford – is the guy. Maybe he's the guy. And that's great if he is. It yeah. solves a huge problem. And now you just, somebody's calling me. Jason, and now you just go with it. But, but if he's not, you have a real problem because you have veterans that know that, this is my point. Yeah. They punted on last season. And the other guys in that locker room know that. So if you have another they gaping no hole. Choice. Yes, they did. What Jimmy they Gar- have done? Jimmy Garoppolo was a Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. Bull, Jimmy Garoppolo is Come better on. than, stop talking. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Jacoby Brissett, and you know it. But he's not. You know it. I know that, but okay. Not a, they did. They, had, they have made the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. Can I talk? They had an opportunity to make the team better, and they yeah. didn't do it because they were more concerned with rolling the cap space over to this year because they're paying their quarterback fifty million dollars. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But the point is, there was a better quarterback out there for, for them to go get, and they didn't do it. They rolled with what they had. Now they have Jerome Ford. If he's not as good as what they need, and there's someone out there better, in two years in a row, you punt on an opportunity to make your team better. What message is that sending to Miles Garrett, to Joel Batonio, to Denzel Ward, to all of these veterans? You have an opportunity right now. You think you're going to win. If you don't take advantage of it, what, is, what message are you sending to everyone else in the locker room? Running backs get hurt all the time. Yes, they do. Do all these teams have pressure to go get a better running back? No, I've never heard that before. It's a running back. Number two, in terms of punting last year, I'll agree with you that they did, but I don't think that they had much of a choice. Yes, they Jimmy did. Jimmy Garoppolo, better- the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo to me, is irrelevant. Then how come it Jimmy w- Garoppolo has been a starter his entire career and Jacoby Brissett is not? He's not been how a starter come, his entire how come, career. How come Garoppolo went to the NFC title game and Jacoby Brissett is because not? Because he was on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just saying. He, I'm just saying. There was a quarterback Jason. out there who was better. How's and Jimmy they Garoppolo do doing now? He's going to be benched halfway. There through was the a quarter last year. There was a quarterback out there who was better than what they had, and they didn't do anything about it I because think, they didn't want to spend the. Cash I don't think space. that's a significant was, difference. No, it is. It is between Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. No, I there don't. is a significant difference. I, I disagree. Oh. Then oh, how oh, come oh, Jacoby Brissett hasn't been a starter for the last? How come he can't get a starter job for eight years? 
Even at Washington, I thought he because might get a job there. Because Jimmy Garoppolo's a bottom eight quarterback. He's better than what they had. I agree he's okay. better, but he's not significantly so what, better. I think what Jason's would saying the Browns is, have made the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo? We'll never know. I'm asking your opinion. Do you think they would have? Possibly. You think they Possib- would have? Possibly. You think he would have played that much better than I mean, Jacoby I don't want to relitigate all last year, but I know we went Well, through, you brought it no, up. Okay, so, yeah. okay. But So let's go through the list of yeah. all the games where Jacoby Brissett threw a bone-crushing interception yeah. at the end of the game with the game on the line, and they got to have a moment. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo's done all the time. The whole Jets, big the Chargers, the Falcons, and got to have it moments. Brissett threw interception. The bottom line is the Browns lost last year because of their defense, but not because of My Jimmy point of this isn't Brissette. necessarily Garoppolo. Yeah. It's just the fact that there yeah. was something out there to do last year. They didn't do it. Now they're in the same spot. If Taylor wasn't available, yeah. this wouldn't be a conversation. And, and Jason, I, let me help you out here. I don't think that this would be a Brissett for Garoppolo exchange. The exchange forward what we know of him. Right. And Taylor. is massive. That's, there's no question. I That's don't know that upgrade. we know that yet. I, Taylor's had one season. If Taylor wasn't good last year. Was he good? If you had to just, if you had to pick right now, I'd pick Taylor. Of course. Okay. But was Taylor good last year? The difference between Taylor, this is the point I'm making, yeah. is the difference between Taylor and the Ford as we know him, which again is a small body of work. Is that different than Brissett and Garoppolo? Because to me, it's it is a big difference. Yeah, but it's a much less important position. I just though. think if you're all in, you're all in. Now the catch with 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 Taylor is you have to. So pay why, why are you, you not? You why do. are you not streaming to go get a better left tackle then? What's what all pro left tackle is available right now in the market? Today? Well, I don't know. I, I that's me, my point. He's out there and he's available and he's me, ready right now. Jonathan Taylor wasn't an all pro last year. Does he get to be all pro forever now because he made one all? Well, he was on a pro? terrible team last year in a terrible yeah. situation, well, but he, and he was hurt and he's hurt again this year. Like I, we, Jason, we don't even Jason, know these right. So I think this is going to clarify a little bit. If Jonathan Taylor wasn't available and actively available, the Colts have made him available. That's public knowledge. That yeah. is an open fact. Would that change your opinion of how you think the veterans are looking at For the situation? For sure, yes. absolutely. It, of course it does. Yeah. So it, Why? it is situational. Nuggets and all of you guys, I think it to me, and I brought this up, I think it's the same thing the Guardians decided to do. Were the, are the Guardians going to win the World Series this year? No. no. Were they going to win the World Series if they didn't punt and become sellers instead of buyers? Probably not. But could they have provided another series or two of postseason excitement in October for the fans who are starving for a drink? You're yeah. comparing not trading Jonathan Taylor to trading away players? That's the, a bad comparison. Here is, no, Does it's it not. Sense? Well, here yes, is, it is. Here's the, the analogy. Traded Let away me guys. make the analogy. The Guardians had to make a decision. Yeah. Are we going to sell or are we going to buy? And they went all in on the sell. And yeah. in the locker room, it was so bad, the next night they got no hit. Yeah, okay. And management had to get, get on it. an airplane. I get it. We all know what happened. We all okay, know what happened. Okay, so my, my point is, and, and Jason so backed you're saying up. So you're saying by not trading for Jonathan Taylor, they're selling? I'm saying they have an opportunity to improve their team. Well, you always have an opportunity to improve your team. No, you don't. Team. You yes, don't you always. Do. You don't. That's yes, you do. True. Always. When you lose an all-pro running back, it's not often that there's another all-pro running back in the wings. This time it is. But you can't. There's you only somebody you could improve with. Weren't you, you screaming for with an all Weren't you screaming no. for DeAndre Hopkins? Yes, I was a free agent. I didn't have to give up multiple draft picks to get him and sign him to a multi-year deal worth millions you're and gonna, millions of dollars. Well, you're going to have to you sign him to uh, look at what he signed. You're going to have to sign him to big money. That's what Taylor. Well, how wants. many years did DeAndre Hopkins sign for? I think one. That's but, one year. Okay, but the but the it with the Browns right now, it's the value of the one year is what is the hindrance the because window, the window's not open long. When you have what do they have? Thirty four million in cap space right now that they're trying to roll over to next year yeah. because Deshaun Watson's number is sixty four million dollars. 
Jason. It's the biggest contract in the history of quarterback contracts for one year. That's why they're trying to roll over $34 million. I get it. I'm just telling you, they're going to lose veterans. If Jerome, and maybe this is a moot conversation because yeah. Jerome Ford is great. If he's not, they're going to lose veterans if they don't do anything. If this is the best that they do is they run out a Kareem Hunt with three wheels left on him and a Jerome Ford who's not as good as they thought, they are going to lose veterans in that locker room. What, I'm telling you now. What do you, think, what do you think you have to give up to get Jonathan Taylor? I don't know. I'm not part of those discussions. But they have their number one available the year after so next. So you're going to trade a first-round pick know. for I, a running back? No. I'm just saying. It's not like they don't have any draft capital. But they do. They do have draft I, capital. I, I don't understand. They do. In the future, we, we they do. We know running backs don't move the needle in terms hey, of Bull, wins and is this is this equivalent? Because this is the way I'm viewing it. Yeah. You're at, the, you're at the poker table. Yeah. And you've already made the decision, <laughs> I'm riding or dying with this. I'm all in. Pot yeah. committed is the term. That's it. You pot are committed. pot committed. You're absolutely right. You're pot committed. So you can't get point, out now. Like, here's my fear. My fear is, and I think I know we have eight games to judge this on, if there is a miraculous turnaround for Deshaun Watson – then I'm going to be surprised by it. Because right now, if I had to go pot in on something, yeah. I'm going pot in on so what I've seen the last So then why are you trading for Jonathan Taylor? So if you what don't I, think he's what I'm good. saying is, yeah. this move, we talked about this yesterday, and I'd like to get your thoughts. We said that if Deshaun Watson doesn't improve or get any worse, just plays the way he has for the next four years, this is among the absolute worst trades in Pro sports. Yeah. We mentioned Herschel Walker clearly. Yeah, I, I think so. That's what you're looking at. If you have, if you can make a move that might resurrect that, I think you have to it make it. It won't resurrect that though. You don't know that it won't until you try it. You don't know. I agree with How you. How is Jonathan Taylor going to resurrect the Browns? I agree with you. Really? If, if Deshaun Did Nick Chubb resurrect the Browns. We had a chance with Nick Chubb. We all sat here and said the Browns have a chance with Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb, you're saying, are you saying that Jonathan Taylor could resurrect Watson? Is that your point? I'm saying that he can make Watson a little bit better, absolutely. Because right now he's one-dimensional. And if they figure out... He's not one-dimensional. If opposing defenses figure out that Jerome Ford's not the guy, I think Deshaun Watson's life gets a lot more miserable. And because it's already pretty miserable. Jake, it is pretty the miserable, bottom line but is if, if there's no running game, a running threat other than him, yeah. they're one-dimensional. Well, they're going to have to throw the ball to win. A, they weren't one-dimensional because they ran the ball very well they with Jerome did. Ford. B, well, yes, that's a fact. Yeah, for, they, for, Jerome, two, for two quarters plus, he had one it, it, that's exceptional the only, run. That's the only, right. That's the only thing we have right now. You're talking about sample size. But here's the problem. They yeah. ran for almost 200 yards. And lost. Well, that had nothing to do with the running game. Well, they turned it over. They've got to clean up the turnovers. Okay, but well, that's zero to do with the running game. That was on Deshaun Watson. Okay. It was, and he didn't yeah. come through. Let's say Deshaun, you said if Deshaun doesn't play well, they're screwed, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, they have no chance. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so what if he doesn't play well? Now what? Yeah, what do you do now? What's the future what do you do? look like if Deshaun is I mean, awful? they are screwed. So they're what screwed. What do you, so what do you do? It, that's a whole off-season conversation. I mean, I'm, but there's nothing you can do in-season if Deshaun Watson... But there is a move around. you can do in-season right now, and that's yeah. go get Jonathan Taylor. And I understand it eats into the cap space you're trying to roll over, and it creates all sorts of problems for next year. I'm actually working on a piece for The Athletic on this and contract restructuring. And the Eagles went through it. The Falcons went through it. The Falcons were in absolute cap hell because of Matt Ryan, and they made a couple of really bad decisions on restructures. And this eats into that. But I'm just telling you, to appease the guys that are in there, you have to show them that you're willing to back them up. And I hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. I don't want them to have to trade for Jonathan Taylor. I want Jerome Ford to take this opportunity and run with it and go be that guy. That. And it will solve a lot of their problems now and into the future. I'm just pointing out, if that doesn't happen, 
I think they absolutely have to go make that move. No matter what the price. Well, I don't think it's going to be outrageous. I really don't. I mean, a first-round pick for a running back is pretty outrageous. I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't give a first-round pick. I don't think it would pick. be a first-round pick. Po- the only point I was trying to make is we act like the, the Browns are depleted in picks, and they're not. They are, they're, no, I agree with they that. They do have the capital to get that. The but they don't have a first-round pick next year. Correct. Right. That's the, the last year, year they don't have. After but let that, me ask you this. It and it's not like the NBA where you, you could trade as many first-round yes. picks as you want. Yes. But let me ask you this last thing. Um if Deshaun Watson plays the way he's played, which is, you could argue he's been the worst quarterback in football since starting last year. Yeah. I mean, he's that's 31. He's, in certainly, the in, he's certainly in the, in the bottom five of quarterbacks yes. since he started last year. If he continues to play at that level, Jonathan Taylor doesn't make them a playoff team. I agree with that, but you're screwed anyway. My point is you have to show the other guys in that locker room. You have to show Miles, Betonio, Wyatt, Denzel Ward, Anthony Walker, whatever veteran you want to name, I'm, a sp- I'm particularly looking at like the pillars of the franchise. Yeah. You have to show them that you are all in. You and think you're not- you lose those guys? Yeah, I you're, think you you're do. You're not right. punting for the second straight That's season. exactly it. I, I don't punt it on see last it as year. an equivalent thing. But you punt it on last year. You can't just let it roll again no, this year. I, I'm with you, Jay. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. We're about to bring in our next guest, but before we do that, we have a poll result question from the chat. Whenever we bring you poll results, it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus you can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We asked the YouTube chat. Who was right, Bowler Jason, in that argument? And Jason, for the first time in his life, has won a YouTube poll. You've said that like three yeah. times now. Yeah. We're going to keep giving you credit every time you win. And with that, let's welcome in maybe one of the greatest beat reporters in all of the NFL. She's a four-time Tennessee sports writer of the year. It is Teresa Walker. How you doing, Teresa? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm broadcasting from the literal parking lot of the Titans practice facility because we get availability here in a few minutes. And let's just say that, you know, they, they, they doubled the size of their building, but the press workroom is always loud. So it's just easier to join you guys from the quiet comfort of my car. <laughs> well, we appreciate that very much. Teresa, one of the things I want to talk about with you, and we'll start there, is uh, it's, it's been a mixed bag for the Titans, like it has for many of the teams, including the Browns. But the one thing that I was, lo- I was looking at a lot of numbers this week, and the one thing that really jumped out to me was the number of three and outs this team has had, particularly when you consider that they were able to beat a pretty good offensive team last week. Um, I think they're 26th or 27th in the NFL in three and outs. Uh, how do you explain that when you've got a guy like Derrick Henry who's known for moving sticks? Too many penalties and, you know, they've been too many penalties on first and second downs, putting them into bad passing situations where the defense can pin their ears back. Literally, the fastest sack in the first two weeks of the NFL happened on fourth and four in the first quarter on Sunday. It it took Kenneth Murray uh, of the Chargers 2.31 seconds to get through the left side of the line untouched to take Ryan Tannehill down on a fourth down. That said, this is a new offensive line. It's a new offensive coordinator. Tim Kelly, by the way, who uh, was uh, Deshaun Watson's coordinator in Houston in 2019. So uh, the Titans front office and the coaching staff, very familiar with Deshaun Watson. But this offense seemed to start clicking. They've got four new starters on the offensive line. And one of those guys, Peter Skaronsky, their first-round pick out of Northwestern, 
So they had a new guy in there in the first quarter on Sunday. He gave up two quick sacks. They yanked him, put in Dylan Radins, and and they still gave up five sacks on Sunday. But it seemed like they started gelling right before the end of the first half. They drove down, got a field goal from Nick Folk, and they came back, guys, from an 11-point deficit. And Ryan Tannehill was at his best. In the fourth quarter, in overtime, he completed all seven passes. I think it was 94 yards. And really, you know, it seemed like this offense may, showed signs of coming together at that point. Now, can they carry it over? Can they keep protecting Tannehill? That's a big question, especially against this Browns front. So uh, if they can – the penalties have been their biggest issue – putting them into those situations when, you know, when, when you're facing a first and 20, uh, second and 15, guys, any defense can go after the quarterback then. Teresa, I'm curious. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's been there a while. Uh, I, I personally, I just don't think he's any good. I don't think, I don't think the Titans can ultimately win at the highest level, right? They failed in the playoff. They're, they're well coached. Derrick Henry's great, but he's getting old. I, if I'm a Titans fan, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels here. They've been a solid team, but I feel like they're kind of stuck in the middle as long as they have Tannehill. Is that fair, unfair? Do the fans feel that way? A lot of fans feel that way. But I will say this. When Derrick Henry broke his right foot on Halloween of 2021, that team with Ryan Tannehill went 12-5 and and was the number one seed in the AFC. And unfortunately... Ryan Tannehill had three interceptions in the uh, game against the Bengals, one coming with 20 seconds left, which is why a lot of Titan fans do see him as a scapegoat, and they just want, you know, they, they see Malik Willis, Will Levis sitting on the bench, waiting in the wings, and trust me, a lot of chatter this offseason, especially in the opener. He had the worst career passer rating of his entire career, mm-hmm. and just this third game, and first since his rookie season, where he had three picks and no inter- uh, no touchdowns, and people were ready to ride him out of town on a rail. Guess what happens, though? On Sunday, he came back with his highest career passer rating. It was like, uh, or no, no, excuse me, completion percentage, 83.3%. He had 123 passing percentage or quarterback rating. I mean, you know, 246 yards. He ran for a touchdown. He threw for one. He posted the 27th game-winning drive of his career. And guys, 14 of those have been since 2019 when he came to the Titans. That's third in the NFL uh, in that span tied with some guy named Tom Brady who just retired. So, uh, you know, now that's the thing. They've had a great team around him. But each of the last two years, they have led the league and most players use because of injuries. And one of those guys was Ryan Tannehill. He hurt his ankle uh, against the Chargers last December. He played with the bum wheel much of last year. He's healthy. He's been here this whole offseason. And if you want to see why the Titans are starting him and not looking to Levis or Willis yet, well, look at the 70-yard pass that he dropped into Draylon Burke's hands on Sunday. And then he had a 49-yarder in the fourth quarter. Uh, the receiver was just smothered by the defender, and and Tannehill put that ball where only he could catch it. So, and now with the ankle healed up, he ran for a, a 12-yard touchdown on a triple option look. It just, you know, it, he had to shake some rust off. Okay, he played three, he played one series in the in one preseason game, handed the ball off three times, and uh, you know, this is a guy that the Titans they believe in right now. Now, granted, he's 35 and in the last year of his contract, but they're rolling in the dice with him this season. Teresa, I wanted to follow up because you mentioned Traylon Burks there. Yesterday we had a debate 
and I was by myself on this. My everybody else on the panel behind the scenes was made it. So we were talking about Traylon Burks versus George Pickens of the Steelers. Obviously, Burks was drafted higher than Pickens, and Pickens has been more productive to this point in their careers. But I was making the point that like. The, everybody else here felt like, oh, it's obvious that Pickens is better. My argument was, well, the Steelers throw the ball a lot more than the Titans do, and Burks is the number one receiver on Tennessee. The, Tennessee doesn't have any other receivers, so the top defender is going to guard him for the last two years, whereas Pickens, outside of last week, has had Deontay Johnson uh, and even Pat Fryermuth to take the, the, the pressure off him a little bit. I, how good do you think Traylon Burks is, and can he be, become the receiver they envisioned him being when they drafted him in the first round? Watching Traylon Burks this offseason, I think yes. Now, don't forget, they did sign. They're the team that managed to land DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, all he That's did, he, he didn't practice last week because of a, a bum ankle, rolled it at the end of the uh, the Saints loss. But he, he doesn't practice all week. He is targeted five times, catches four, including a 14-yarder that set up the uh, game-winning uh, field goal in overtime. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to still drag some attention. They also have a tight end named Chigakwankwo. I'm, I'm, I'm excited expecting Quanquo and Burks to truly break out this season yeah. because they've been around just this entire offseason working with Tannehill, working on the chemistry and timing and the communication. I, I, I am I am expecting a big year from Traylon Burks this year. Last year he was limited by injuries. Uh, admittedly, he deals with asthma, and when he came into uh, Nashville for the offseason program, he was not ready. He was out of shape, and he admitted it. And then he got hurt in the season, so uh, he had one touchdown reception all of last season. Guys, he caught it and, and was knocked out on the play in Philadelphia. Uh, and so, you know, he dealt with injuries last year I am expecting a breakout season for Burks this year Teresa defensively they really got after Justin Herbert last week and the Browns have not handled pressure well Deshaun Watson's been under duress in both of these games really and and even going back to last year how have the Titans cranked up the pressure especially last week against Herbert well, it helps that they've got a two-time Pro Bowl uh, defensive lineman on the interior yeah, in Jefferson Simmons. Uh, guys, he he absolutely could be a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year this year, okay? He, he played half of last season on a bum ankle that they had to shoot up before every game and still finished the year as a Pro Bowler. They have Danico Autry in the final year of his deal. He has had 19 and a half sacks since the Titans signed him a couple years ago. Uh, they, they added Arden Key on the outside, Harold Landry is back after missing last year. He was a pro bowler with 12 sacks in 2021. So they, they've got enough guys. And then Tier Tart is a, a guy undrafted who is just quietly getting after guys and getting double teamed because the opposing coaches notice him and give him attention. So they can pressure with everybody on that offensive line. And now they've got some interior linebackers. Aziz Alshara is a, a linebacker that they signed in free agency from the 49ers. Uh, couldn't get on the field much in San Francisco because, well, he was behind Fred Warner. And so now he's here. They have got a front seven that can get after the quarterback. And even if they're not getting him on the ground and they took Herbert down three times, they can pressure him. And that's the thing. The Chargers went three and out in overtime after winning the coin toss because they were pressuring Herbert. They brought the house on him and he could not find his receivers with the pressure that they were bringing. So they will get after Deshaun Watson. And Shane Bowen, 
he used to coach in Houston. He's very familiar with how dangerous Watson can be when he starts running around. Look for them to try to handle him and keep him under control. Teresa, I think we had you on when Jim Schwartz first landed here in Cleveland. I don't know if you've been able to watch any of the Browns games. I'm sure you've seen some of the numbers, though. Are you surprised at all with the way he's been able to turn this defense around so quickly? Not at all. I mean, that is the hallmarks of a Jim Schwartz uh, defense getting after the quarterback and being very stingy against the run those I, I, not surprised at all that in fact uh, you know when when they're tied uh, the Titans and the Browns right now are tied for rushing defense now the Titans have a few more sacks than the Browns but the Browns have got some serious pressures because that that's a hallmark of a Jim Schwartz defense it's not always about the sack numbers it's about how much you're pressuring that quarterback and they are flat getting after it and that that's Jim Schwartz in a nutshell when you look at the matchup one of the things that jumps out is the fact that the titans defensive secondary uh has been not good i think they're mike did we say yesterday 28th 28th in, in opponent passing pass, yards yeah in p- opponent passing yards uh is there anything that sometimes numbers need context uh any injuries have they been that bad what, what have you seen in the back end of that defense well, they were that bad last year. Guys, they were last in the NFL against the pass last year uh, and, and first against the run. So they, they start out by making teams one-dimensional. Now, the problem, uh, they did not have safety Imani Hooker last week because he was in the concussion protocol. He's working through that practice yesterday. Uh, starting safety, uh, or excuse me, cornerback Christian Fulton, who has battled a hamstring. It, you know, he's Mike Vrabel called out some repeat offenders when the season ended last year. Christian Fulton's been one of them. He worked this offseason with a different trainer, trying to get better with that, and misses the second game with a hamstring issue. So he practiced yesterday, so they've got a chance of getting both of those guys back. They went out and got Sean Murphy bunting to add to the uh, secondary, but Roger McCreary is in his second year out of Auburn. He is a guy, second-round pick last year, quietly turned becoming one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL against the pass and you know if you're targeting him you're not going to have much success so you know but but you know they're they're willing to give up some passing yards the key is when they get in the red zone they made the Chargers settle for field goals on three of their five trips into the red zone last week that's where they, they bend but don't break that's kind of their motto yeah. Teresa both teams one and one obviously a big game you want to get over 500 here who, who do you think is going to win this week Guys, Mike Vrabel is an Ohio native, played at Ohio State. This game means a lot to him. Uh, I, I And it feels like this offense is finding its footing here in Tennessee with all the changes this offseason. I, I think the Titans are going to – and they're 2-0 against the spread. So the, the, the Browns are, are definitely the favorite in this game. I think the Titans are going to find a way to pull this out. Wow. Thanks, Teresa. All right, Teresa, thank you very much. Excellent information. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Anthony keeps asking us for headlines, and I haven't given them yet because I'm kind of leaning Towards her way. And even even if the Browns won that game, I was still kind of leaning Tennessee just because, I mean, the Browns got beat up in that game physically and beyond the Chubb injury. That was a really physical game on both sides. You go back to the stat about the 49ers yeah. opponents yeah. At after. last year were 0-16 yeah. after they played San Francisco. 
that was a San Francisco kind of beat, beat down. And, and oh, that's, that's over because physical. the yeah, Steelers, right. Steelers right. won if they're losing so, San Francisco. So that breaks that straight. And coming off the short week, I just even if the Browns – this isn't like an overreaction well, to one Denzel loss. Well, Denzel Ward got banged up in the game. Greg Newsom got banged up in the yeah. games. Darius Smith got banged yeah. up in the game. It just, it just had a feel, one of those games of the hangover week coming on a short week. I think they're in trouble Sunday. Yeah, the variable thing scares me too. She's I right. mean, we thought they were going to roll in the opener in 2019, yeah. and Tennessee How'd just kicked works? them up and down the field. I'll say this. I wonder, the, the team seems very motivated. We'll see if, how it translates on the field. Yeah. But right now, this win one for Chubb thing seems like a big deal in the Browns' locker and, room. And I'm glad you mentioned that because they were talking that way post-game Sunday. Right. I, I, I think Miles told me, like, we can't let this go for naught. And Miles said, like, Nick's my guy. Like, I love Nick. And, and I was sort of telling him, they said, you know, they could hear on the cameras on television, you could hear them screaming in agony when he got hit. And I was like, cringed. And like, it, it, it really affected him. And he said, like, we can't let that injury go for naught. Like, we got to do this for Nick now. And a lot of times, players will say that. It's, right, it's just yeah. lip service. I think these guys do mean yeah. it. Yeah. I, I mean, every mean player, it. Grant Delpit interrupted his, in the middle of his press conferences, like, hey, I, I want to talk about Nick Chubb for a minute. Yeah. Wow. And, like, every player is saying this. So, like, again, they could go out and get blown out this and, Sunday. And, it won't and matter. It was, but. I mean, Sunday, in, in a different way. Like, yeah. we go back, we talk about the Jets game last year in week two and what right. a, just a demoralizing, crushing defeat that was. This felt like that being there for different reasons, obviously. That was a game they never should have lost last year, and they threw up all over their shoes, and we know how that went. This had that same gut punch feel to it, though. And last year, they bounced back on a short week, and they beat Pittsburgh in week three at home. Yeah. And now here we are again, short week, really tough loss, demoralizing gut punch of a loss for different reasons. They could bounce back and win this, for sure, yeah. for Nick. I just I look at the physical play that they went through on Monday night, yeah, and I'm I'm concerned about Sunday. I think it's kind of a double gut punch because not only did you lose Nick Chubb, they didn't blow it like the Jets game, but they still blew it. I mean, oh, man, for you sure, should blew never it. lose a game you're winning going into the fourth quarter when your defense gives up negative seven yards. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I mean, the stats you know, tell you that doesn't happen. No, no. And we talked about this yesterday, and I don't even really want to go there for any length of time. But if you don't, they're all important. Mm -hmm. You can all make. You can always make the case for why this 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 game they just have to win. Yeah. But if you lose this, and now you're staring at Baltimore by week, San Francisco, one and four could creep up on you real quick. Yes. And you at one and four, it's sideways. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, it's really hard to pull that back in. Yeah, this is a big game. Well, me when I send, is this a must win every week? But somehow it always comes back to, does it appear to be a must never win? A, never a must Not win. A must J win. James Jones told me <laughs> it ain't a must win until you're facing elimination. That's it. That's, That's right. the only that time it's fair. technically a must win. Yep. And after the game on Sunday... No matter if it goes to overtime, whether it ends quickly, takes forever. Myself, Earl G. Bush, G. Bush confirmed with us yesterday he will be getting out of his – well, he said he had COVID yesterday, so we could say he has COVID now. He will be getting out of his COVID bed and doing the postgame show with us, regardless of how he's feeling. So it will be me, myself, Earl, postgame show after the Titans, instant reaction analysis to what we see on the field when the Browns meet the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. On our YouTube page, starts the two-minute warning. Make sure you tune in and check it out. Jay, I want to set this next thing up here with my mindset. Last week, we talked about whether or not Deshaun Watson was going to have his first true breakout game as a Cleveland Brown. And at the time, I had said, Steelers defense is tough to do it against. But if you look ahead, and I should never look ahead, but I did, Tennessee's pass defense is weak. The weather's going to be perfect on Sunday. Nick Chubb's not playing because he's hurt, which means it may be a more pass-happy offense. If I'm a chef looking to make a master dish, this game against this opponent 
in this stadium with this weather has all the ingredients to come together as Deshaun Watson's breakout game. Am I crazy for thinking that way? By the way, on this topic, I just saw this quote. Deshaun Watson is speaking right now. He just said... Why was he moved from yesterday, by the way? He's been doing... He did Thursdays last year. Wednesday's normally the day quarterbacks talk. No, last, I know. I, I thought I saw, saw something earlier yesterday where he was going to he talk. He was going yesterday. to talk. Yeah, He's I mean, done that last year where he talked on Thursdays. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. He said the biggest issue through two games has been... He's not been on the same page with everyone. Line, receivers, coaches. There's a clip. Can we play a clip from the press conference or no, Mike? Is it on Twitter? Yeah. If you DM it to us on Twitter, yes, I'm we gonna can. I'm going to DM it to you right now. But uh, that's not great. No, you've had all offseason and two weeks to get on the same page. That's an excuse, but it's not a, it's not a, not a good one. It's not excusable. It's not a good one. And he's making excuses. I don't love that. Well, you got to say something when you play as terrible you know as you say? played. I've been absolutely horrible. Yeah. I have not earned my money. I need to and will be better. And everything I do during every second of my day is focused on that. I think he's blaming himself here, though. I don't we, know. We got to hear the quote. Well, I was when just you reading say, it. But it, it, it to me, you I, tweet it out. We'll, when we it. hear it, we'll, we'll know. Yeah. But to me, if you say What's that? it's been tweeted poor it. communication, it. I tweeted it. To, I DM'd it to you. Two Mike. parties to communication. If you say. We have not been on the same page, and that's on me. Yeah. That's falling on the sword. I think that's what he said. I think he was playing himself. Okay, maybe he did. We'll we'll decide when we hear it. We're pulling it up in one sec. Give us 60 seconds. Because, I mean, he is the biggest reason they lost. He is uh, the reason that they lost. No question. There's 100,000 different metrics you can use and pull, and Mike was going over numbers with us before the show of where he ranks and everything. The The one that I pulled up after the game Monday night, EPA expected points. On dropbacks, he's the second worst in the league. The Browns are losing point every time he drops back. Yep. And his his EPA through two games is minus. I'm doing this off memory. Minus point four four, I think, or minus point four two. The only I think he's four four. He's minus point four four. That's like Justin Fields. He's, oh, he's worse than Zach Wilson. The only quarterback worse than him in EPA is Kenny Pickett, who is like off the charts bad. He's like minus. Point six I'd two. like to see what his number wow. is going back to his, you know, week eleven. I can figure it out. Year. I could, I could probably. Pull I bet it out. It, it's got to be one of the worst. In oh, the I'm league. sure it is. Definitely. But two think or three. about that. Deshaun is second worst at point four four, negative point four four. Pickett is negative point six two. Yeah, that's like crazy. everyone else. There's like four 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 two four zero oh, three eight. Like they're all yeah. tightly bunched. And then here's Pickett. Yeah, I, I know what I wanted to ask you before we hear this clip. We know that Deshaun Watson was brought here to be elite. Yep. And he hasn't been elite. Nope. And so, be, before you can't wash your hands from this experiment. This paint is on your hands for five years. Yes. You're stuck. Yes. This is like gasoline. It is. It's not coming off. So, what I thought of yesterday was, okay, he's not going to be elite. At least he hasn't shown us any signs that he's ever going to be elite again. This team and this roster should be good enough, particularly when they had Nick Chubb. Just manage the game. Just be Baker Mayfield. You don't have to be the reason your team wins, but you cannot be the reason your team loses. It's hor- and that's but that's not a Monday. good example because Baker threw more picks than anybody. But in it's, it's horrifying <laughs> yeah, but to Baker say Mayfield that. Baker Mayfield isn't going to be the home run uh, quarterback. I know, but you're talking. Jason's telling- example of Jimmy Garoppolo would actually be a better one. Well, there's a million game managers you've heard but that. Baker's term, not a game be- manager. He's yeah, a turnover machine. It is. If he doesn't fumble and he doesn't throw the pick six, and I know the pick six, someone said yesterday the pick six was actually dipped at the line. 
Maybe it was. I didn't. It was. See. If you go back, it was. I didn't yeah. frame it was. by frame, it was, it was yeah. tipped yeah. ever so slightly. I mean, it might have moved the ball just enough no, to make was, it an interception. It but the fact hit. of the matter is, if we don't turn the ball over, yeah. we win. Oh, all right. So but, don't don't throw for three fifty and five touchdowns. Just don't throw for two picks. You're right. Baker's just a bad example because he turns the ball over more than any I mean, quarterback. Baker's in football. team is two and zero. Oh. Okay, that's two games. Jay. Okay. Yep. Well. Uh, is, is it right not, now, a, is it not a fact that Baker has turned the ball over as much, if not more, than any quarterback in football since he came into the league? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm guessing because yes. you're asking that, yes, yes but yes. I don't care. What well, you I say, do but care. You can't what, use what, him as an example. What he's done this year. I, I know what it's Jay's two saying. Games. You know what I'm saying. No, I know the question what, was to you. Yeah, I know what it, Jay's can saying. Can they do that? Well, it's horrifying to think that way. I know it is. Everything that you've given up. And here's how I would answer that. Kevin Stefanski... Had got the absolute best out of Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett. They had the best quarterback rating seasons of their careers yep. under him. That tells me, and everyone thinks I'm a, a shill for Stefanski. I get that. But if you got the best out of Baker and Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun's playing like this, that's a quarterback problem. It's not a system problem. Yeah, it's a quarterback problem. Quarterbacks. Yes. He puts them in the best position to win and gets the most out of them. Whatever talent they have, he squeezes out of them. We've, we have proof of that of multiple quarterbacks. But yet it's not working with Deshaun. That tells me it's not a coaching problem. Right. It's a Deshaun problem. I, I don't think you can give Stefanski a total pass no, on nobody it. Gets total pass. He, 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 nobody you know, gets a total pass. Nobody gets a total pass. Because it's not like Baker was great the whole time he was here. It was great for no, but nobody said yesterday. Everybody could be better. Nobody yeah. get, and, and Kevin's going to wind up getting fired if this thing goes off yeah, the rails. Right. He for will. sure. But uh, go ahead, Mike. You got my only c- point is Kevin has proven he can get the best out of quarterbacks. This is a Deshaun thing. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So right. this is a quote from his press conference today. Anthony, you can play it whenever you're ready. Mike, take it full. For myself, just being on the same page with everybody else. And just going with the, you know, protection-wise to the coverage-wise to what, you know, we're thinking about with Kevin. If it's going to be a four-down uh, situation, if it's a third-down situation, if I need to take the shots, if I don't need to take the shots, um, you know, and, and things like that. So just being able to just continue to grow and learn. Um, that's the big thing for me. And that's the, the part of this game. It's the NFL. Every, every week is different. Every week is a new challenge. And uh, you have to continue to grow and, and continue to get better. As you're going on. Tough to hear. It's a little hard to hear. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't exactly t- it wasn't my bad. T- no. Yeah, no, he no, didn't. Not at all. He didn't. And, and like, how- it actually sounds like some of the burner tweets, actually. <laughs> how long do we have to wait for him to learn and grow? <laughs> Doesn't I mean, it? Like, there were a lot of people who thought he'd the be great when he first same. came yes. in last year. He wasn't. We gave him six games last year. He sucked in all of those games. Like, how much longer? Do, the, this whole offseason, I heard from all the Browns apologists, it's going to be different. I agree with it, you. He's going to be great. You know, they they got the full well, offseason. To be fair, you, you said that you thought he was going to be great. Exactly. Yeah, to be fair. I did think he'd be great. And Zach Jackson was the one in practice going, guys, this doesn't look good. Yeah. Guys, I, and something's I wrong here. Guys, I told you guys. Now look, he might turn it around and have a great year. He could. It's still there's so much football to yes. play. But I, I remember when our producer upstairs at Channel Three was talking to me about what was going on in, in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he basically used a lot more colorful language. But he basically was saying, "He's not it. Yeah, he is not it. That's a lot because this was he's had a lot of time to get ready for these workouts yep. and the start of the season and. It just isn't there. The messaging from inside the Browns was, wait till you see this. I know. Everything's awesome. Everything's great. A lot like Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Wait till you see this. And the people who were seeing it every day were going, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. He's got got a I say he's got a half a season to prove the turnaround. But in the end, they they have to pay him forever. However, 
there's going to come a point. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Like if he sucks this whole season, you can't just say, well, he's our quarterback for the next five years. I, you well, can't I do that. You have to. You, no, you don't. No, well, you, you're I, stuck. It's crazy. You're stuck with him this year uh, and next year, period. Yeah, because you've got to at least but get you, past the halfway point. I mean, it, the, after three years, okay, it's Jimmy's money. No but matter, the, punitive, yeah. the, the, the punitive side of that is the, is the I, salary. I don't cap. have the dead cap thing in front of me. Yeah. But next year, again, $64 million. I hear you. But so, like, if, if he sucks. So what's the total cap number expected to be? Oh, for the team? Yeah. I, I don't know off the top of yeah, my head. It I don't goes know. up about 12 But, but that's why, year. and again, I'm working on something. Hopefully, I'll have it out next week on, on kind of looking at this. And I was talking to somebody yesterday who's like, they're following the Eagles model, which makes sense because AB came from Philly. A lot of them came from Philly. But you have to be very careful on which contracts you restructure because once you restructure a guy, you're stuck with him in terms of cap and dead cap money. If he turns out bad, yeah. it really kills you on a restructure. And again, it goes back to they never touched Nick's contract, which was curious over the summer. Yeah. So it's it's bold to your point. No matter how bad it gets, I think you're stuck with him this year and next year. No, you are, and then maybe you can look at some sort of relief or figure out what to do. No, we're a long ways from that, but we are. But, but it's what, worth the thirty seconds. What I meant was, if he sucks this whole year, you have even though you'd have to play him again, you fired Stefanski yep. and give another coach a chance to yep. turn him around. Yep. But you'd have to, at least in somewhere, in Andrew Berry's mind, or if he gets fired, whoever takes over, start thinking about, okay, who could be the next guy? That's exactly it. You have to start thinking about it, even if you can't what's actually the ex- do it. What's the exit strategy? In. Again, I, yeah. And we're a long, long ways way off. We're a long, but the fact that we're even having that conversation, and by the way, it's fair to have it. Oh, I, I promise you, inside the walls, they're, they're panic. The they've had the, they've, it's what not, do we it's, do? It's not a daily topic, but I promise you, there has been a worst-case scenario Exit strategy of, do, of how do, you what do know we do? Who was the bus driver on the we've got to get Deshaun? I, in my mind and what I've heard, I think it's Jimmy, but I don't know. You know far more yeah, than I do. Is that this right? Is, this is complicated. I have been told by multiple people that Andrew was sold on him first. AB, AB was the first one to say, we have to look at this. Let's look at this. Let's do this. Now, I think Jimmy came back over the top when Deshaun told them no. Jimmy came back over the top and said, "Give him what, whatever it takes. Give him whatever he wants." Was that because Baker, at, after it, there was after Deshaun came out and said, "I'm not going to Cleveland," right? Then Baker said, "Okay, I'm going to flex my chest right. and use my hammer," right? And said, "I'm not going back." I and think then I, there was no yeah, oh, but that didn't where happen until after the trade. No, no. It, was, it was immediate. It yeah. was Deshaun said, "I'm not going to Cleveland." Then Baker I said, I've got a card to play, and I'm going to play it. But they it. felt like they had to upgrade from Baker. That's anyway. exactly I mean, they, they felt like they had to upgrade Stefanski from him. But didn't. 
I don't believe that. Stef- I mean, if you believe what he said, no. at the time, Stefanski said he felt he could win with Baker well, Mayfield. He had done it. Do but he's not going to But no, he's, he's not, not going to he's not going to come out and say we got to move on from 6. He, he's not, not good enough. He, he has to say that in the moment. I do think internally they all were in agreement we have to try and do better than this. And So if it's wrong, everybody goes. And well, well, Jimmy's not going to. Now, that the one person that would need most yeah. to go. And I I think Jimmy's he's the only one that's got his hands in all of our yes. misery and failure. And Jimmy's the one I think who came back and said guarantee the 230 do whatever yeah. it takes. Is he ever going to sell Give the whatever team? it takes. No. Never. No chance. No. He's dying with that in his portfolio. No, he's not selling. There's no. He keeps. At, they keep accruing teams. I know they do. So yeah. they're not. They have. That is never going to happen. As he, Jimmy Haslam is the owner of the Browns, and then whenever there's a transition, it'll probably be JW. Oh my God! It'll probably. Why be would JW. it be JW and not his if he, if he was let go by the Browns today, which would never happen? It'd never happen. How many of the other 31 teams would be lining up to hire him? Zero. Why would his actual daughter not take over and, and JW? Well, like what does she least? have to do with the team now? I don't. What does JW don't know his ass from his elbow? But, <laughs> well, but he, but I'm saying like he's involved in the he's involved in the decision making nah, now. I guess I, the bottom line the bottom line is if Watson ends up being a disaster, everybody's going to go back and kill the Browns for making the trade, mm-hmm. and it will be a terrible it's trade. It's already happening. They had to have they had they to had get to do a something. They had to do they something. They had to get a quarterback. Yes. I understand why they did it. I thought it was a brilliant trade. Right now it looks bad. But I, they had to make a move. I, I will never. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not going to be fake and like turn no. around and kill him. I'm not going to run from it. I want him to move on from Baker. 100. percent I didn't had think. To. I didn't think Baker was good enough. I still don't. I think it was the right move to move on from him. Yeah. They had to take the risk because of in 20 years of incompetence. Yeah. And they couldn't figure it out any other way. Right. And the clock was ticking on Miles and some of these other guys. They had to do something. He was available. I get why they did it. I understand. Well, you said the in outcry. 20 years of incompetence. There was one year of competence. But yes, there was, and Baker was fine that year. But well, not being one. There, they, they had a year of competence with Derek I'm just, Anderson. I'm just too. telling you, being there every no, day, twenty years. I'm saying being there. Out, they, you're they, referring to the Baker year in the playoff game in the course, playoff win. Yeah, of course. But being in that building and knowing enough of what I know, nobody thought he was like nobody. It was it was too many excuses. It wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough in pressure moments. I had all the stats. I can go back and find him and pull him up. How did it work then in twenty in in twenty one? How did it? Well, work? What do you mean? How did but it work? It's Jay? the same I'm way. Asking Jason but, a question. But do I, I, well, I have to stay uninvolved in the conversation? But, no. When I want to I mean, ask the question, if you well, ask can I ask a question I too? Um, when I mean, Jason answers. I would love to hear. Here's your here's here's what I would say. Derek Anderson had a great year too. Sure. And one great year does not make a great quarterback. Exactly. And I think we've talked about it on the show before. It's well, Derek that it's had a that great wide receiver. It's that bar of consistency. That that separates everyone can have a good 300 game here and there. Baker played well two games in a row, and full credit to him. He's had a great start to this year. I have no faith that it'll last None. all year, and if it does, I have no faith that he can repeat it next year because we have enough evidence <laughs> of who he is. Like this is who he is. He's and I got killed for saying this that when Baker was like rolling and everyone yeah. loved him. I said he's Derek Carr. There's some years where he could be like top eight, and there's other years he's going to be 15 to 20. And that's just and that's Derek Carr's had some really good years. He's had sure. some really bad years. That's you know how many Baker's. playoff games Derek Carr's won. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying he's had yeah. some really good years. Okay, so Bull, how did that happen in 21? In 20? 20. or 20? Yeah, with the bad quarterback and you know how I missed the most obvious answer. Yeah, the COVID year. The COVID year. Yeah. The most obvious answer. Nobody was in the building. Yeah, but, and the, and and you and people like laugh when I say that. Players have told me. There was no noise. There was, it was only the essential people sure. were in the building. There were no distractions. There was no nonsense. Let's it was all football and, and all the time. And you could only go, football players You in could the go to a lot of years and a lot of teams, 
and find an anomaly with a quarterback making the playoffs one time, right? Sure. The Bills made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. The Texans made the playoffs with TJ Yates. We can go on and on. There's always these examples. And by the way, as much as I don't think Baker's the answer, I never said Baker was terrible. Never said he was terrible. He didn't. He's Jed Wills. He's average. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think he's even average. Don't, don't go there. Speaking but, of that, speaking wait, of that. I, I, thought Baker, quick. I thought Baker would go to Carolina and be a bottom-tier starting quarterback. I didn't think he'd be benched. I actually thought he should have stayed in L.A. I thought that was a great spot for him. I they did, not, too. They obviously didn't I did want too. him. Yeah, they didn't. Well, they, no, they, what, it's not so much I that think they he had an opportunity. They thought that Goff still had something left. And, you know, no, Stafford. Or Stafford, Stafford, I mean. And and who knows? I mean, it's, at times this year, he's looked like he's Stafford still played great something so far. And I think Baker saw an opportunity in Tampa to go win the starting job and be a starting quarterback right away. Yeah. So, I don't fault him for that. Before we move to fence riders, let me ask you this, because I set this topic up and we kind of went off, and that's fine. But real, real quick, around the horn, are the ingredients there for Sunday to be his breakout well, game? Well, they or, abs- or am I, am I over- yes, no, it's obvious. Great weather, terrible back end of the defense, last in the NFL last year, bottom, bottom feeders this year. Uh, they need a big performance. If he doesn't have a big game here, you start looking ahead and say, when does it happen? Because now you got Baltimore and San Francisco yeah, coming. Yes, so you can almost assure that he's not going to be his best against those two yeah. defenses. Yeah. I think the question is in that vein, and I agree. I think we all agree this is an easy better, opportunity for him this week. When does it is? I, I feel like Jay has already reached a point where you're like, it's never going to happen. I'm I feel leaning, like you've reached there. No, I haven't made that conclusion yet. I'm yeah. far more I, I, at the beginning of the year I, when you guys were saying he, we think he's going to be great, and yeah. I said I'm not going to dismiss the last six games and pretend they didn't happen. He prepared for those games. He practiced. He had a whole 11 off weeks to get ready. I, I didn't see it. So what I said coming into this year was, I think he's going to continue to be more of that guy than more of Houston. It, it, and every bad performance, like you said earlier, the more we have to wait to see it, the more unlikely it becomes that we'll right. ever see it. So the and question that's where is, I, the I haven't written is, it off. But where I'm, do you, when does it come to the point? Like, I'm not at the point yet where I'm saying, oh, there's no chance he's going to turn it around. I will admit that after the Pittsburgh game, it was the first time I really thought, man, this might not happen. And I had not one, as bad as he was last year, I never yeah, thought that. Yeah. I did. As, even in the rain in Cincinnati, I didn't think that. After Pittsburgh, I was like, this no. might not happen. I, how many more games do you think you have to go for you guys before you're like, it's over. There's no way he's turning it around. For, I, I mean, we're still we're still quite a ways from that. And we're stuck with them, too. Yeah, you're stuck No, I know them. that. Like, but if, and, if and, he was, if, if, to your point, if he was Baker and DTR was on the roster, maybe six, seven games of that nonsense, and then you say, let's go to DTR. But you've got so much invested in him, you are stuck in cement. Yep. You can't move. Yep. Yeah. Mm. All right, we're going to move on and play a little Ooh, game boy. of fence artists. Before we do that... Around. I got to let everyone know that you should feel empowered to take care of yourself and your loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind so you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. It's simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting those life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional 20 by using code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Promo code locked on. Are you guys. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.